This is episode number 167 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Hey, welcome to High Impact Leaders. I'm your host, Doug Stannard of the Leaders Institute, and our goal is to help you build strong teams while growing a successful business. My topic this week is Christmas team building activities to build morale and also build fun at work. And I know what some of you are thinking, Doug, 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 wait, 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 wait. It's August. My kids just went back to school. Football season hasn't actually really started yet. We just had the first kind of preseason game. Why on earth? Are you covering Christmas stuff right now? And I have to say, I I used to agree with you, by the way, because I'm the guy that is typically walking around department stores in October cursing because Halloween isn't even over yet and they're already putting out Christmas decorations. Why? Why are you doing that? However, in this episode, it's a little different because I'm going to cover how to organize team building activities for, for Christmas parties and for end of year meetings, that kind of thing. And if you haven't started organizing those types of parties or meetings yet, you're probably already behind the curve because many of these activities will take weeks, some of them even months to prepare and to organize. So if you're a solopreneur or if you run a small business, eh, you can probably skip through the episode. But if you manage a team of people, you want to pay close attention because the tips on this episode can really help create a stellar end of year activity for your group that will actually build camaraderie and add some fun to the meeting. By the way, the episode is brought to you by leadersinstitute.com for leadership or team building ideas. Please visit our website at www.leadersinstitute.com. All right, so let's get on with today's lesson. All right, so let's kind of start off by talking about the you know Christmas team building activities, uh, ones that build morale and, and build fun at work. Um, and we're going to start off with the small groups. The best way to organize an office Christmas party for small groups. So before I kind of get into my quick little tips, one of the things I would suggest that you do is please, 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 please don't overthink your holiday party if your group is under 20 people. Um, if you want to kind of keep your costs lower, you can really just organize a quick little potluck lunch on the last day before you break for the holidays. And then, you know, after lunch, you kind of let the entire team go home early. I mean, little things like that add up. They're huge, right? This It's an easy way to get the whole team involved in the party preparation. So it's not just one person organizing everything. And most often your team members will kind of bring their quote unquote specialty. So the group is most likely going to eat really well. (laughs) People are going to bring the things that they're really, really good at creating. Um, And a lot of times they're going to compliment each other on these items, you know, that, you know, people kind of bring the things that, that are kind of special to them. Now, if you want to splurge a little bit, um, you might cater a a lunch. You might have a caterer bring lunch in for your team. Um, and, and if that's the case, you may also want to bring in a few bottles of wine or champagne for an impromptu wine tasting. Alternatively, um, you can you can supply a container of hot chocolate or, or or decorate candy canes to kind of increase the the Christmas spirit of the of the party. The point is, 
to create a holiday season atmosphere in, in your office. The, the party doesn't have to cost a fortune. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be overly elaborate. It's basically just give your team some time to relax and enjoy some teamwork after, you know, having a hard year of teamwork. <laughs> so, okay. That's a weird pun. So yeah. Um, yeah. So let them enjoy teamwork after the year of teamwork, right? Um, uh, one, one of the things, if you do have a, uh, have a chance to, uh, if you got a budget kind of set up for this, um, one of the things that, that I've kind of noticed, especially entrepreneurs uh, do, um, entrepreneurs that I've worked for in the past and, and I've done it myself, is a nice dinner is often one of the best Christmas team building activities that you can do. Um, it's it's a perfect way to get your group into into kind of a festive atmosphere. Um, basically, after I left corporate America and began working for small business owners, this was kind of a major shift that I noticed. You know, the big companies when I worked for them, they organized these big, huge Christmas parties, and and a lot of times they were, you know, there was you know lots of drinking. It was at the end, you know, like three or four or five o'clock in the in the afternoon or evening, right before we broke for. For Christmas, um, the entrepreneurs though they typically organize something that was a little bit more intimate. The, these these dinners, and a lot of times um, they were sometimes a week or two weeks before Christmas, just because you know you have to schedule these things in advance in order to be able to, to organize them and get them get them done. Um, my last boss, by the way, um, uh, used to take the whole team, our spouses too, you know, out to a nice restaurant, and then he would just pick up the check. Um, and by the way, the evenings were always really nice. Um, we got to dress up and interact with our coworkers in a little bit more friendly environment. Some years we would organize kind of a secret Santa or a white elephant gift exchange or something like that just to make the dinner more festive. But most years, just the dinner with, with the friends and family was, was kind of the perfect activity. Um, if you want to organize a more um, competitive type team outing, though, uh, then the, I'll give you a couple of suggestions. These work really, really well, especially if you have a smaller group um, and, and especially if you have a little bit more budget for your team building activity, um, your group can have a great time on one of these outings. You know, for instance, one of my clients took their team uh, to an indoor go-kart track. Um, I, I'm This was the first time I'd actually seen one of these things, but it was kind of like a, it was, I think it was called Andretti's, you know, I think it's Michael Andretti's place or something like that. It's an indoor go-kart go track. Um, it's kind of like a Dave and Buster's or a, a Jillian's or something like that, where there's lots of games and stuff like that. But the go-kart track is kind of the, is the, uh, the focal point. Um, the, the, and by the way, the, I was a guest speaker at this activity and the, the facility actually, I, I say gave, but they had a private room where they shared a meal together. And then each one of them received kind of a game card to play video games. And, and it, the entire activity, by the way, was really juvenile, but it was also really, really fun. <laughs> they had a great time. So if your team is more inclined to enjoy a little friendly competition, though, you might try an outing at Top Golf. I mean, these things have popped up all over the place. Uh, they've um, uh, they're at the Top Golf. Just so you know, they're a customer of mine, um, and they've they've uh, they're based here in the Dallas Fort Worth area where where I'm at. But the thing is, these places are really really fun. You get four, five, six people or so. It's kind of like bowling, but with um, but with golf clubs, I guess. So um, you may need to schedule this, by the way, a little early because they're they're really popular. Um, but I mean, the your team will just absolutely have a blast. These these 
the the facilities they allow the team members to kind of eat and drink and play a fun game and and like I said it's kind of a cross between you know a driving range and and bowling um, if you're more adventurous this is something that my family and I did recently and and we're actually doing this this year for our um, Christmas party um, you can try axe, axe throwing <laughs> so I couldn't even, you know I couldn't even get it out right it's axe throwing um, if you've never heard of this activity don't be alarmed it's it's actually quite a bit tamer and safer than than it sounds but it it's basically just a, the newest iteration of throwing darts. You know, you go to a pub, there's all dart boards on the wall at, at some of these pubs and that kind of thing. Same type of thing. It's just the lanes are a little bit bigger and you're not really throwing axes, by the way, it's hatchets. <laughs> not that that's any safer, but um, the, the basically it's, it's kind of like throwing darts. It's just the darts a little bigger and a little heavier. Um, so these axe throwing bars and clubs, they've opened up in cities all over the world. And in the last few years, it's 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 kind of a new fad, but it's also something that most of your team members probably haven't done before. So if you want to do something different, that's interesting, it's new, then it's a, that's a fairly inexpensive way to kind of get your team to, to do something a little bit more competitive. Um, uh, by the way, if you want some information about other types of team outings that you can do, um, we we actually have a blog post with, I, I don't know, maybe a dozen or so different outings that you can do. Uh, and I'll link to that in the show notes. You can kind of just click that link and it'll give you lots of different ideas if you want, if, you, if Axstone is not your thing. <laughs> so you can, there's all kinds of cool stuff. Um, okay. So let's, the, the last thing I want to cover though, are the, the, the Christmas games for a small group, because that's really one of the things that most people are interested in is, okay. I've got the meeting. I've got the party. We're going to do it at our office, or even we're going to do it at the axe throwing place, or whatever. And we're topped off, but we want to make it more festive. We want to make it more fun. So, these are some of my favorite small group activities. And just so you know, I mean, Christmas activities or party activities, they have a, a propensity sometimes to kind of seem really hokey. So be careful. You don't necessarily need these things. But if you want to do something like this, um, these are these are some of my favorites anyway. Um, if you want to have, um, if if you if you do a fun outing, you know, you it, you'll you'll typically get a much better result than kind of play a game, playing games together at the office and that kind of thing. But if you are doing something at the office, then games like this can kind of really help. So one of the best Christmas party games is the White Elephant Gift Exchange. Um, it's also known as Dirty Santa. There's all kinds of weird names for this, but basically everybody brings a wrapped gift that's within a predetermined price range. Typically it's like 20 to 40 bucks or 30 to 50 bucks or something like that. And each person chooses a gift to open in the order that participants get to choose their gift. Um, it can be drawn out of a hat or it can be based on seniority with a company or something like that. So as each person opens one of these gifts though, the person can either keep the gift that he or she has unwrapped or they can trade the gift with another that the team member has already opened. <laughs> so, so if you get a really, really good gift and you're early, but you've unwrapped that uh, early, there's a good chance that somebody else will kind of steal your gift. That's where the dirty Santa part comes from, right? So the last person to open a gift typically has a distinct advantage. That's why if you do this based on seniority, you know, the person that's been with the company the longest gets the last, gets to open the last gift. The person is brand new, has to open the first gift. Um, it makes it a little bit more fun. Um, uh, another really fun game that you can do that this is, that could actually get a little crazy. So you want to be careful with this one is um, it's the Saran Wrap gift ball or plastic wrap 
wrap gift all. Um, this one actually takes a little time to set up, maybe 15, 20 minutes or so, but it's hilarious and very interactive. Um, the organizer basically buys hundreds of little tiny gifts. They could be gift cards, candy, small office supplies, lottery tickets, you know, anything that's that's kind of small and and not a whole lot. Cash, you know, some cash is good is a good one to put in there, right? To put dollars or five dollars or ten dollars or twenty dollars, that kind of thing. Um, and basically what you do is you wrap up um, a few of the really nice, the nicer gifts anyway, at the very center of the saran wrap and then wrap and wrap and wrap and wrap and wrap, stick something else in there, wrap, 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 stick something else in there, wrap, 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 stick something else in there. Uh, and so what you're going to, what's going to end up, you're going to end up with this big, huge ball of saran wrap. And then the way that the game is played uh, is that um, that each person gets to unroll the saran wrap, but they only get until the person next to them who has two dice in his or her hands rolls a double. So basically it's the, the person with the two die will, will roll, 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 roll and get double twos. And then, oh, great. Now all of a sudden the person who rolls the dice now gets to unwrap the, begin to unwrap the, the saran wrap as well. So the more... Um, the, the bigger you make the ball, the more fun that it gets and the more people that can interact. And by the way, I put it just because this is kind of it. It's it's it would be more challenging to kind of do this if you haven't actually seen it. Um, so I put a video. It's not my video. It's one that I got off of YouTube um, where somebody in their family actually created one of these things. It's really fun. Uh, you can take a look at it. It takes like five or six minutes to, to watch the video. And I put that in the show notes. So just go to the show notes, watch the video. Um, it, it's uh, pretty fun. So basically just kind of inserting games like that can can really help, especially if you want to make something more festive or competitive uh, and you're doing it at your office or at a at a at a house or something like that. OK, so the next part is about the team building activities for a larger team, the Christmas team activities that you can do if you have a larger team. So if you've got anywhere, if you got 25, 30, 50, 100, 200, 1000 people that you're organizing an event for, then you might consider hiring a professional host. <laughs> you know, I mean, everything that I mentioned for the smaller groups still applies. You know, for instance, simple is usually better and outings can be a fun way to get your team to interact in a more fun and personal way. But of course, forcing a holiday game on the entire group can seem cheesy if you don't organize it really well. Um, and, and then, the, the bigger your group gets, the more difficult organizing the activities will become. So a little professional help can go a long way. Um, you can keep from forgetting important details or, or making costly mistakes if you hire a professional. The main thing that you want to remember, though, is that the perfect game for a small group can absolutely be backfire with a large group. So be careful not to use some of the things I mentioned earlier with, with some of the bigger groups. It's not going to go over nearly as well. With all that being said, though, these are some time-tested ideas that that work really, really well for, for large groups. Um, one of the things that we do here at our company is that we add, um, we are hired a lot of times to do Christmas charity team building activities for a holiday party. So if you wanna create a fantastic experience that your team members will absolutely remember, you can add one of these charity team activities to your to your party. Um, they, they can become the actual focal point of the afternoon or evening when you, when you add one of these things in. Um, for instance, um, 
when you're doing something for charity at Christmas, Christmas time, that's always nice. Um, however, when you combine the team atmosphere, the team activity with that donation to charity, it can kind of increase the emotional draw of that donation and increase it exponentially. You know, years ago, um, I was leading a, a build a bike activity. One of the things that we do here at our, our company for a client just before Christmas. And we were donating the bikes to a local YMCA here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And the director of that club gave this really heartwarming speech just before the kids came into the club uh, from the club came into the room and, uh, and, you know, to receive their, their new Christmas gifts, these brand new bikes that the, the team had built. During the activity, though, the participants had no idea that there would that that the kids were actually going to be there to accept the bikes at the end. So, um, so the director and I watched as each group adjusted the seats and the handlebars for each of these kids. Um, they all got photos of the kid that they built the bike for sitting on top of his or her new bike. Uh, and by the way, I mean there were is a huge social media draw for this. You know, the pictures get shared on social media a lot, that kind of thing. Um, and, and the, the, uh, charity representative, you know, when I'm looking at this guy, you know, he's a big burly guy, right? He's, he's like a football coach type guy, right? I'm watching him and I see that he's kind of got a tear in his eye. And I said, I asked him, you know, what the matter was. And he kind of paused and he said, Hey, you see those two kids over there, their brother and sister. And he said, their dad got laid off from his job like four months ago. And the other bro, the older brother came to him. Uh, just in the last few days, actually. Um, and he was in tears because there were no gifts underneath the tree for his little sister. And um, he was wondering, he basically was asking the guy at the Boys and Girls Club if he could, or uh, sorry, the YMCA, uh, if he could earn some extra money to so that he could buy his sister a, a Christmas gift. And, uh, and, and he said, but basically he's kind of telling me this story and we're looking at these two kids on their bikes um, and he, he kind of turned to me and he said, hey, I mean, look at the two of them now. I mean, they both have something special this Christmas. And I kind of got a little teary. I do. I mean, a good charity team building activity can really add a lot of positive emotion to, to your meeting, really get you to see the, the real value of the holiday season. Um, by the way, what makes the, the charity activity so fun is that they combine team building with that charitable donation. So um, you, you don't if you if you decide to do one of these things, especially if you have a, a smaller group and you're on a budget, you know a lot of times folks will just say, "Oh, let's just get a bunch of bikes together. We'll we'll, we'll kind of build them." Um, the the, uh, the the in the build a bike activity, for instance, the actual building of the bikes it only takes like ten minutes. It's really quick. It doesn't take long to put together a, a bicycle. So a, a lot of times, organizers often get confused because they think that the bike building is the most important part. <laughs> And they also think, by the way, another big mistake that they make is they say, hey, the more bikes that you build, the better the activity, right? And that way of thinking can really cause huge problems. So learn from our experience. Don't make the same mistakes that we made early on. Um, I'll give you an example. When, when we organize a, a charity bike build, we put together different games that the group plays to earn bike parts. We, that's how we make it more fun. The, the activities require a number of different skill sets. <laughs> they also require the small groups to interact with each other. So if there's eight people on a team, the entire team gets to participate in, in the process. So one team member may solve a challenge and earn the handlebars. Another one might earn the front tire. So even if the team members aren't necessarily mechanically inclined, which happens a lot, 
as the team earns that last bike part, they all kind of feel a sense of accomplishment because they were a part of the process. Also, if your group builds eight bicycles, it's pretty easy to find a children's charity to organize eight kids to come to your meeting. However, if you build 100 bicycles, the odds of any charity being able to organize 100 kids coming to your meeting, eh, that's that's pretty low. So less tends to be more in, in this type of activity. Um, and, and by the way, if you just give a bike a box of bike parts to a group of eight people, most of them will just kind of watch. Like I said, most are going to be less mechanically inclined. And so what will happen is a couple of team members will kind of open the box and begin to assemble the bike. The whole process won't be much fun. <laughs> um, that's, that's why you want to make your charity activity and experience. You want you want to make the manual labor the small part of the experience. Focus more on the fun and less on the manual labor and you'll get much better results. Uh, so what happens if you have a remote team and you're looking for a virtual um, Christmas party or, or something like that? Those can be a little bit more challenging. So um, obviously you can you can always organize a virtual happy hour. I mean that's that's kind of one of the things that is is very common these days as we became very common especially during the, the early stages of the the COVID pandemic. Um, um, and by the way, these virtual Christmas parties they can be fun and they can build morale and they can they can build teamwork. They can also be very cheesy and awkward. <laughs> so, so you want to organize those types of activities with caution. If, if you decide to go this route. You know, put some thought and preparation into the activity. Um, for instance, um, one of the things that you can do is most liquor stores, well, they offer those single shot bottles like you typically get on an airplane. And you could purchase, you know, three or four of, of, of those types of, of uh, bottles for um, each of your participants and then send them out in a gift box. You can get a branded glass, you know, with your company logo on it and, and, may, and put it in a nice pretty box, that kind of thing. And then you can label the outside of the box something that says, you know, do not open until December 18th or whatever, whatever the day is that you're going to be doing this, uh, the date of your virtual happy hour. And, and as the video call starts, then everybody gets to kind of open their box at the same time. Nobody knows what's in it until they open it. So it becomes kind of a now you're taking something that could be awkward and turning into a shared experience is something that everybody's experiencing at the, at the same time. Um, and then you can have some fun talking about which, you know, which of the, which of the uh, bottles each person is going to open first and that kind of thing. Alternatively, you can actually send out um, mini wine bottles along with a wine glass, that kind of thing. So if one of your team members is not a drinker, you can replace the alcohol with a selection of teas or sodas so that everybody gets to participate. The point is to organize some kind of activity that they're all participating in. Don't just kind of say, okay, everybody bring your favorite alcoholic beverage and we're going to have a, a, a virtual happy hour. Most likely it's going to be kind of lame. Um you can also organize a virtual team activity, kind of like what we were talking about before with the with the um, the charity team building activities. You can actually do a virtual version of that at your holiday party as well. Um, for instance, um, you know we we I talked earlier about the the charity thing, like a build, the build a bike that kind of stuff. We actually do that virtually as well, um, which is kind of fun. I, I, it, if you have a remote team, you can still kind of create an emotional experience like that. For instance, when we deliver our version of this, we we send out we send one of our instructors to a local boys and girls club 
And then as team members virtually earn the bike part, they do a challenge online together within, within a Zoom meeting and uh, they accomplish a challenge. The kid gets a, the handlebars. They, they accomplish another challenge. The kid gets the pedals, that kind of thing. And then the instructor who's on site with the kids actually gives out the, the parts to the, the kids as the, as the event kind of goes along. So basically you're still getting the, um, the, the teamwork to kind of put that together. And then the cool thing about it is that the instructor and then the directors, the people that, that kind of work at the, these clubs will actually help the kids put those bikes together so that at the end, when the teams have actually accomplished all the challenge, you know, you kind of hold up the, the cell phone and, and they get to see their kid setting on the bike that, that we just built for that kid and that kind of thing. So you, there's all really, there's cool things that, that you can do if you make it more of a, of a shared activity. So um, alternatively, you can, you can organize a virtual escape room for your group or a virtual murder mystery. Um, each of these kind of activities, they're, they're, they're fun, they're highly interactive. Um, and if you think about it, fun and highly interactive, that's typically the opposite of the way that people describe the average Zoom call. So if you want to do something really special for your remote team at, at Christmas time, try you know, one of these kind of virtual activities. Um, regardless of how you, you set up your, your holiday meeting, your Christmas meeting, you know, just remember that, that, I mean, this is a really wonderful time of year. Um, it's, it's one of those things that you, you have to kind of remember that the, the real reason for the season, so to speak, um, it's fun to do great, you know, good stuff for, for others. And yes, it's, it's uh, it's great to build teams. However, you know, Christmas it's, it's a time of celebration. It's a, it's a great opportunity to show the members of your team God's love and and basically build that morale at the same time. So anyway, so uh, hopefully some of these things can be really effective for you as well. And Merry Christmas! And um, and by the way, if you have additional things to add, if there's other things that you've kind of done that that work really well, just kind of leave that in the comments. And we'll see you next week on the High Impact Leaders Podcast. Bye. Y'all. Oh,